Sound and profound theology will always lead to joyful and passionate doxology. We cannot separate the two. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Paul's theme in the book of Romans is the righteousness of God. And in the first 11 chapters of his epistle, the apostle writes a profoundly glorious theological treatise. Then he opens chapter 12 with the words, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, as he begins writing about the practical outworking of the theological truths he has taught. The bridge between these sections is found in Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Hear now God's holy, inspired, and inerrant word. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments, and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who became his counselor, or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Leading up to this text, Paul has covered his theme of the righteousness of God in multiple ways. He starts by declaring that the righteousness of God is found nowhere in man, as he teaches us total depravity. He says that the righteousness of God is seen as God condemns sinners. And the righteousness of God is needed by sinners and is found in Christ alone, received by faith alone. Then he gets into sanctification, the righteousness of God produced in his people. And then he wraps up in chapters 9, 10, and 11, showing the righteousness of God evidenced in his sovereign will of mercy and hardening, election and reprobation. Climbing the mountain of doctrine and beholding the beauty of our triune God leads Paul to the rapturous praise of our Creator and Redeemer, found at the end of chapter 11. He praises God's incomprehensible character and purpose in verse 33, declaring that the depth of the Lord, His purpose and means are incapable of investigation. It is impossible for mere man to trace Jehovah's tracks, to recognize all His activity in creation. In verses 34 and 35, Paul praises God's self-sufficiency and his sovereign grace. We cannot search the depths of God's mind, much less advise him, he who is infinite wisdom. God is independent of all creation and cannot be under any obligation to it except when he freely has obligated himself in his word. And even if we were sinless, the Lord God Almighty would in no way be indebted to us. 
And the passage ends with a verse praising God's fullness and glory. He is the author. He is the source of all things. And he is the goal of all things. The purpose, the end purpose of everything. With Paul, we should climb the mountain of sound doctrine and profound theology. Beholding the beauty of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as we recognize how small and insignificant we are in comparison. And we should praise God at all times, for all things, with joyful and passionate doxology. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Him.